Hello, everybody, and welcome to today's show. I'm your host, Zach Drew. There is so much to go through. Myself and my co-host, Andrew Bellers, we're having a hard time each week just figuring out exactly what we should talk about concerning this coronavirus from Wuhan, China. Listen, the White House just came out and said that they believe that there was over 100,000 more people affected by this virus in China. The government is now setting up 11 different military bases uh, to treat the virus through quarantine in America. We're going to be talking about in today's program that there is a possibility that China is literally burning people, cremating them in mass graves. How the Chinese government is rigging the numbers. Listen, the articles just go on and on and on. But yet we're told it's just the flu. Don't worry. Everything is fine. Listen, if those people don't die from the coronavirus, they're probably going to die due to lung cancer. But remember, it's just like the the flu except much, much worse. As Zero Hedge stated, if this was really so mild, would authorities be treating anybody even suspected of having the virus like this? Police officers are literally sedating people on the streets that are suspected of having the virus, but that they won't go to hospitals. This here is a video posted to Professor Steve Hanks' Twitter depicting the Chinese police forcefully detaining a woman because she might have the coronavirus. China's censorship and lies continue to encourage the spread of the disease, don't believe a word coming out of the communist megaphones in Beijing. And if that's not enough, here's how people are reacting to being around other people. Many in Beijing, this is becoming a common sight. Disinfection stations are popping up at apartment buildings all over the city. These makeshift stations are meant to sanitize people's clothing and their shoes as they enter. Security say they spray disinfectant inside every two to three hours. Property managers are working on ways to disinfect cars, too. Until then, drivers come to places like this. Car washes now disinfect your car for free. But don't expect anyone to clean the inside of your car. The staff here are just as nervous as anyone else about catching the virus, which is why the car wash sanitizes your vehicle before you get in. China's top officials have said they see positive changes in their effort to contain the outbreak. They put up slogans to encourage the public. Unite, be confident, it reads, prevent and control scientifically. Yet residential compounds are highly wary of outsiders. Security at my apartment building are wearing hazmat suits. 
Now I have to get my temperature checked, register a government ID, show my building security pass, and my house key to the officers. And that's just to get into my own home. Disinfection stations, security guards in hazmat suits, absolute martial law. People, as many as 400 million people being quarantined in China. The CDC came out today and said it's coming to America. I am not trying to be a fear monger. I'm trying to be a watchman. I'm trying to warn the body of Christ of what's to come. And whether this does sweep the nation or not, whether it is simply just another SARS or MERS or Ebola scare, I hope it is. I don't want anybody to die from this thing. But as a, as a man who studies the word of God and studies the prophetic scriptures of what's to come, a man who believes that we actually are in the end of times, and there's a good chance that we could see Jesus's return. Jesus said before he returns in Matthew chapter 24, 3 through 8, in that little section, he said that pestilence is coming. That's disease from the animals. That's a pandemic around the world. Whether this ends up sweeping the entire world like the virus of 1918, the great influenza, the Spanish flu did or not, I pray it doesn't. But whether this one does or not, it's going to happen because it's already been written in the decreed word of the, uh, of the Bible. Jesus has already said it's coming. We're going to be diving into so many things that I truly believe you need to know. We're going to be diving into things that you need to not just know, but you need to tell other people because you're not getting this information on the five o'clock news. We're going to cut to a quick break. I'm going to bring co-host Andrew Bellers out here. We're going to dive into this news. But before I do that, I want to give a special thanks to the DeHorty family of Oklahoma for becoming monthly partners for the entire year. Uh, last week, I also want to give a special shout out to John for your generous donation. Listen, we, this isn't, uh, we don't do product here. We don't, not that there's anything wrong with doing product. We just don't do product here. We survive based off of donations. So if you want to help this ministry, simply go to ZachTrueShow.com, click donate. You have two options there, either through PayPal or Tithely or the good old fashioned way. Just send it whatever you want to, to IGBY, PO Box 797, Decatur, Illinois 62525. And for those just tuning in, because we've done a lot of TV appearances in the last two weeks, for those that are just tuning in, I have named the covering of the Zach Drew Show IGBY International Ministries. IGBY is an acronym and it stands for I Go Before You, which is a promise that God gave Joshua in Deuteronomy 31, that he would go before him and be with him, to be strong and to be courageous. And what was Joshua's mandate? to lead the wandering generation into the promised land. That is our ultimate goal of this show. Everything you see right now, this show, the, the program that we're doing uh, one time a week right now, it is just the beginning. It's the tip of the iceberg. Get involved. We could not do what we do without God and his faithful people standing with us on a monthly basis. We're going to dive into this news in just a moment uh, right after this break. We've been talking about for a couple of weeks that China has been hiding the real numbers. Yes. Um, and, and, and we, how do we act, how does our administration 
know what to do. If our own administration in the United States, the Trump administration, doesn't know what is happening in China because the Chinese government is not letting the world know what is happening. So even with the small amount of information that China will actually let us know, and really, we learn more about the first-hand accounts thanks to China's social media platforms of people getting the word out, sending video out of what's really happening. Yeah. But I am happy that that obviously the Trump administration has seen through this, you know, I wanted to say bullcrap, but I don't know another word for it. This, this, this mess, this facade, this facade. It says China underreporting virus cases by over 100,000 claims White House source. Uh, says Fox News, Edward Lawrence reports that administration sources say that they believe China is underreporting the number of coronavirus cases by at least 100,000 in China. And I think this is because they're getting good information now yeah. in secretive in meetings that the public is not aware of, like this, like the director of the CDC yes. warning the president that this virus is coming to America. Yes. This is a article that was just published today. It says this CDC director warns coronavirus soon widespread throughout United States. Quote, it's coming. The CDC says that right now in this moment, they are in aggressive containment mode. The CDC director within the article said this. We don't know a lot about this virus. This virus is probably with us beyond this season, beyond this year. And I think eventually the virus will find a foothold and we will get community-based transmission. He is talking about the United States. We are right now in aggressive containment mode. And why would they be setting up 11 quarantine camps at our military bases if they didn't think this was about ready to get exactly. out of control. I really appreciate, listen, if you don't, if you're not familiar with Michael, Michael Snyder, he's a friend of ours at the ministry. I love Michael Snyder. He's incredible. Um, he has a blog. It's uh, economiccollapseblog.com. He has the most important news.com. Go and check him out. Okay. Here's an article from him. He says, why is the government turning 11 military bases in the U.S. into quarantine camps? If this coronavirus outbreak is not a serious threat, then why is the U.S. government preparing quarantine victims all over America? As you will see below, 11 U.S. military bases located close to major airports are being converted into quarantine centers for potential Patience. When I first learned about this, I was greatly alarmed because we have all seen what is going on in China right now. People are literally being physically dragged out of their homes and are forcibly being relocated to mass quarantine camps. So what's changed? What's changed? Why is the U.S.? We quoted this last week, that mm -hmm. German philosopher that says truth goes through three different phases. The first phase, it's absolutely ridiculed. Then it's opposed. Then the truth is self-evident. I mean, you can just look around and see that it's true. I said last week that mainstream media is kind of moving out of the phase of, of it being ridiculed. We are now in that second phase of it being opposed. And we're in between it being opposed and being self-evident. Yeah. Okay, that is where we are. And by the time we are to the place where it's self-evident that we can see around us what's taking place, it is too late to 
prepare. Yeah, I think I think the government definitely has information that we don't have yet. I mean, even we can see the writing on the walls just from, like you've said, just from the videos that are being linked from Wuhan, just from um, like things like the Tencent leak. I mean, information... Uh, that China doesn't want us to have is leaking out. So one of the things I'm like, I'm like well, why is the CDC director just now, you know, talking about how it could come to America? You know, it's because my goodness, the World Health Organization they named the virus this week. What was what's it called now? COVID nineteen. COVID nineteen. So they basically spent the last month figuring out what they <laughs> should call the thing. Oh my gosh, gosh, talk about being underqualified. Right? We just now figure out the name. Okay, they could have spent the last month figuring out how to stop this thing. Okay, but listen, I'm, I'm getting on my soapbox here. <laughs> What's changed? I think a part of the information that's changed is that they found out that it's a, it, that this virus could have a 24-day incubation, uh, incubation period. That is absolutely wild. Yes. The difference between this virus and SARS is that the moment that you started showing symptoms with SARS... That is the exact same moment you became contagious. If you weren't showing symptoms, you weren't contagious, okay? Mm-hmm. This virus has a 24 incubation day period where you can not show any signs at all and still be contagious. Mm-hmm. So why does a straw alarm? Oh my goodness, just last week, maybe it was a little more than that, in the last 10 days or so, two weeks, that was about the last 10 days. There was one plane alone that flew over from China carrying 200 American citizens. And they came not just from any area of China. They came from ground zero of the virus. They came from Wuhan, China. So what did they do? They took them to a military base in California. They gave them a 14-day quarantine period. And then they were released. Yeah, and that's... 200 this is one case that's just one case and and that's been the case all over the world i mean that 14 day incubation period that is that was the gospel number that they were going off of and now that we know it's more we know that there could be potential um uh ticking time bombs it's a ticking time bomb and that's why this article here is saying this is why coronavirus could be the stuff of nightmares after a yale study finding 24 day incubation period hit hints of walking time bombs on the streets of America with 14-day quarantines. Yeah. This is the info that you need to understand of why this could become so serious so quickly, not just in China, but throughout the entire world. It is getting so bad in China. There are satellite images of Wuhan on the outskirts of Wuhan on the outskirts of town that are showing a sudden surge in SO2 gas from burning, quote, organic material. And this isn't a dump. This isn't a place where they even regularly burn. This is, this was literally an open field Mm -hmm. on the outskirts of Wuhan. Now, one thing that needs to be said, we're going to get into this. This is really important. There are, There is no other place. There are no other places in all of the world that have this level of SO2, of sulfur dioxide in the air. No other places in all of the world. And it happens to be 
right outside of Wuhan, China, ground zero for the COVID-19 coronavirus. Let's get into this article. Does a sudden surge in SO2 levels suggest a huge surge in cremations across China? Now, there's three different theories of, of, of thought here. One, this could, they're saying this could be a power plant releasing all of this gas. Now, that's unlikely considering how deviant the numbers are from the norm. No other city comes close to how much SO2, SO2 is being released from Wuhan. The second one is municipal trash yeah, and possibly contaminated animal carcasses. Uh, it's possible, but why would they not just dump it where they usually do? Now, I want to say that there are hundreds of videos of what's happening, and they are killing animals there. Mm-hmm. Um, my gosh, listen, I love animals, and I understand that. I mean, obviously, I hold, I hold human life way higher than any other life on Earth this planet, but I still, I still do love animals. I, I'm yeah. an animal lover. And I saw one video we were researching a couple of days ago and I just, I stopped. I didn't know what was coming in the video. And I stopped. I said, Andrew, I can't watch this. This is mm-hmm. devastating. These, the Chinese police were literally taking these large batons. I don't know. It wasn't, it wasn't a, a baton, but it was like a large, like steel thing. I don't even know what it was. And they would just go up. There was just one dog on the side of the street and they literally, I'm not, they literally just, they, they, they beat it to death. They beat That's it to awful. death because of it possibly being a carrier of the coronavirus. They don't know what animals are carrying or, and, and are not. Yeah. So they could be burning a radical amount of animal carcasses there. But the third, the conspiracy here is obviously the most morbid, that dead bodies are being burned on the outskirts of the city. Now, the crazy thing about that is that for that level, if that's what it is, and... We can't say here definitively that it is. Right. These are the theories, and this is the most understanding what we've been reporting the last three weeks. It is probable that they are burning the bodies. The crematoriums cannot keep up. But for that level of SO2 to be in the air, in that field, on the outskirts of Wuhan, if it is human bodies, the level of SO2 there. You couldn't achieve that level with anything less than 14,000 bodies being burned. Yeah. That's the bare minimum. And that's and crazy. Comes, and if it is animals, I mean, that's 14,000 human bodies. I mean, what would that be in, in you know, animal bodies? A couple hundred I mean, thousand. I mean, I mean how would they even in, round up that many animals? It's just, it is suspicious, especially like you said, when we when we have been reporting that the crematoriums are working 24-7, people are, are sleeping at the crematoriums. I mean, they they really just may not even have the facilities exactly. to, to, to um, take care of and, not as many bodies. Uh, yeah, they can't. And, it's, and it was the burning of organic material. So if what they are saying is true, if this is proof, this is proof of the mass crematoriums or I was talking to one of my friends named John, another John, different one. And he said either it's the proof of mass crematoriums or a large volcano is about ready to explode. Yeah. Well, clearly a large volcano is not about ready to explode. No, but they are. They're, they're rigging the numbers. Andrew. They are. Uh, here's an article from Zero Hedge. It says China's National Health Commission reported recently 
that the number of people receiving medical attention over the coronavirus unexpectedly peaked after rising at roughly 15 to 20,000 each day and flatlined ever since, even posting three days of declines. That's suspicious. We know that there's no declines. Uh, there's, they, it can't be. In retrospect, it turns out that China indeed took steps, in quotations, to demonstrate to the world that it was winning the war against the coronavirus. And since it wasn't doing so in the real world, it's, it decided to do so by engaging the oldest trick in the Chinese book, by moving the goalposts and changing the definition of what an infection means. So this is what they've done. The China- important. Yes, the Chinese National Health Commission quietly changed its definition of coronavirus confirmed case in the last guideline. And as a result, going forward, patients who tested positive, they've tested positive for the coronavirus, but have no symptoms, will no longer be regarded as confirmed. And because of that, I had people emailing me saying, hey, look, look, the new numbers, they're on a decline, they're on a decline, they're on a decline. Yeah. No, they're not on a decline. Literally, what Andrew just read, they tested positive for the COVID-19, this coronavirus in China. They tested positive, but because they weren't showing signs, they didn't count the numbers. Which is terrifying, because like we said, it, there's a 24-day incubation period. Those people who have tested positive, who aren't showing signs, aren't getting treatment, are not considered confirmed, being released out into the public, and they're openly contagious. That's right. The, and they're also, they're, they are, China is intentionally defying the World Health Organization's instructions they're intentionally defying it so that the spread of the virus looks better than it is, which is you know, China can China seems to be able to do whatever they want, which is it, this is incredibly illegal. But it's it's draconian. They have, they have taken draconian measures in China. Uh, here, here's a, just an article, quick article. And then we're going to get right back into the Chinese cities are forcing coronavirus patients to come forward by restricting cough medicine and sales. They have stopped the sale of Tylenol and cough suppressants in three major cities in China. But what that's doing is this, that that forces them, the people that are coughing, that are sick, that forces them to seek help at local hospitals where they are then quarantined. But where Chinese residents on, on social media are crying out for justice is saying, there are many of us that we do just have a cold. Right. We do have the flu, and we simply need flu medicine. We need cough medicine. We need things like Tylenol, and they can't buy it in their stores. So it's literally forcing people to go to the hospital where people are saying then they are, are contracting right. coronavirus from the hospital, becoming sick. This right. is what's happening in China. And I'm not going to show the video, but you know I've just been watching... Too many videos, and there. I saw videos of literally there was dead bodies in the streets, and crows are literally eating the bodies. I saw another video where it looked like that old movie, Attack of the Birds or something, like birds or whatever it was. Yeah. That you could barely see down the streets because there were so many crows. They could smell the death. It's insane. Yeah. I, I'm reminded, I have it here. I didn't know if I was going to talk about it or not. But listen, the great influenza of 1918, otherwise known as the Spanish flu, killed up to 100 million people and it infected 
one-fourth of the world, which was 500 million people at the time. If you dig into what's happening in China, like I have been, it is reading just like the great influenza of 1918 with the bodies everywhere. I, on page 223 of the, of the great influenza, it said, the most terrifying aspect of the epidemic was the piling up of bodies. Undertakers themselves sick were overwhelmed. They had no place to put the bodies. Gravediggers either were sick or refused to bury influenza victims. The director of the city jail offered to have prisoners dig graves, then rescinded the offer because he had no healthy guards to watch them. With no gravediggers, bodies would not be buried. Here's another quote from the book. Bodies lay in homes where they die as they or bodies lay in homes where they died as they died often with bloody liquid seeping from their nostrils families covered the bodies in ice even so the bodies began to uh, putrefy and stink they didn't have porches in philadelphia where this is was talking few had fire escapes families closed off rooms where a body lay but a closed door could not close out the knowledge and the horror of what lay beyond a door in much of the city, a city more short of housing than New York, people had no room that could be closed off. Corpse, corpses were wrapped in sheets, pushed into corners, left there sometimes for days, the horror of it sinking in deeper each hour. People too sick to cook for themselves, too sick to clean for themselves, too sick to move the corpse off the bed, lying alive on the same bed with the corpse. Listen, I, mean, I could go, I did, a, I did a study on this book. I wrote well, several pages of what was happening in this book. And all I'm saying, I'm not going to read any more from it because it just, it reads like a horror film. But what I'm trying to say is I'm not even showing you the videos that I've seen. It is reading just like out of this novel. Mm. And so many people just have no idea what's going on. Yeah. And to even to pray. They don't know. They don't even know how to pray because they don't even know what's happening. I'm praying for the Chinese people. I'm praying for my brothers and my sisters in Christ in China. We've got to be praying for them. Lord, give them courage. Give them strength in these dire times. And people wake up because this could be coming to America. And if it doesn't come to America with a virus, we're going to see it in the markets. Yeah. Listen to this. Look at this headline. China banks face six trillion coronavirus cataclysm if epidemic is not contained soon. And I really like, I, I like All News Pipeline. Uh, they're a good news source and they quote, that it's kind of a hub for quoting the mainstream media, but they have it all in one place. I, I like them. And, and they, were talking about how in a, they were talking about how in a recent article that according to the Office of the United States Trade Representative, U.S. imports from China accounted for, so coming from China, 21.2% of all U.S. imports in 2018. That was the latest data that they had. With the top import categories being electrical machinery at $152 billion, machinery at $117 billion, furniture and bedding $35 billion, toys and sports equipment $27 billion, and plastics, which were $19 billion. The article went on to talk about how with about 20% of the entire world's imports coming from China, according to this Bloomberg story, 
and the map seen above from their story giving us a more accurate projection about U.S. imports from China in 2020, even outlets such as NPR, Voice of America, and the Financial Times have recently put out stories joining Bloomberg in warning of major disruptions ahead in the global supply chain due to the coronavirus. Uh, thank you, All News Pipeline, for reporting so accurately on this and being a hub for what what is being said around the world. China loves China. Yep. China <laughs> loves China more than China loves the Chinese people. Yes. They are more concerned about the continuation as a political power and as an economy, then they're more concerned about their own people. This is this is how China has been. This is and this is communism. This yeah. is communism, people. Yes. So understand that for China to shut down their factories, that is huge. Yeah. If their factories are still shut down in March, that's gonna affect the world's global supply chain into the fall. Wow. Now, Glenn Beck, I like Glenn Beck. I used to really like Glenn Beck. Then I stopped liking Glenn Beck. And now I really like Glenn Beck again. <laughs> Basically, he just got too, he got he got a little off when it came to his coverage of President Trump. He wasn't on the Trump train whenever, you know, you needed to be on the Trump train. And But he's on the Trump train now. Right. That's all that matters. Yeah, but he's a good reporter. And, he, you know, so I don't know. I even should have said that. But anyway, Glenn Beck and his co-host this week, they stated that with China's factory shut down and like it like it is right now in China, it's essentially it'll essentially be the same outcome as a 100 percent tariff on China. This is going to affect the world economy. And this mm. is if it's just contained in China. Right. If this spreads, and if it spreads, like the CDC's director said it's coming to America, this could be, this could literally cause a financial crash. I'm telling you right now that if we're living in the end times, these things aren't going to be foreign to us. God is going to get the attention of the world. And God is going to use it to save people. Understand that. Yeah. That these dire times coming. I don't know about you, but that in dire times, the fish, they just jump in the boat. I gave my life to the Lord when I was 17 because of the circumstances that were happening. And I cried out to God because I, I needed something. I needed something real. And mm -hmm. I cried out to God and he heard me. Yeah. Most of our stories, we've come to know the Lord in, in, in dire times in our life. The worst of times ahead are going to be the greatest of times for the church. We are totally out of time. And once again, if you want to partner with us, do it. Go ZacharyShow.com. We love you. We couldn't do it without you. Andrew, I appreciate all you do for the ministry. You're, you're awesome. And we'll see you next week. Mm -hmm.